0: As we're going through the book of Hebrews, that you realize that the word of God needs to speak to you. It shouldn't just be that you came to listen to a man or to a woman in this place, but that the word of God is your final authority in your life. Amen? I mean, nowadays, there are so many beliefs that are going, uh, getting into fashion, right? And you, Especially for those of us who are connected on social media, now everyone can have a platform on YouTube. You know, prophet so-and-so, prophet, you know, major this, major that, you know. And and, and so there are so many things that are coming out. The, the prophecy in the end times from Jesus is that in the last days, you know, there will be many, 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 many liars going forth. And some will wear the cloak of righteousness. You need to know the word. Amen. So just a reminder, we had a prophetic sense uh, a couple of Sundays ago about this season of change that we're having that is going to be highly sensitive from a prophetic point of view and also worship-wise. So for those of you who are very prophetic, I've already received some emails and and calls that people are having hectic dreams and hectic revelations, you know. So it's really a great time if you feel, but Lord, what about me? (laughs) Don't worry, it's going to come to you ne? The prophecy is, is uh, says that in the last days, apart my spirit, your young men will dream dreams, or the old men, and the young men will will see visions, or the old men, one of the two, <laughs> or both. <laughs> then generosity package. I really had the sense this week that we really need to during the week m- make up a package to bring to church, and that is. Your old clothes, anything that you want to give away, whether it's a package of, of extra tinned food or, or a package of flour that you, you are shopping and you just, oh, this is an extra. And bring it along. We've got so many avenues where people can be blessed. I want to encourage you, don't come to church empty. Say to the person next to you, don't come to church just with your handbag. Just like that with your handbag. Bring a plastic bag that has something else for you to give to the Lord. Amen? So just with regards to Zimbabwe um, and the prophetic sense, prophetic, all of that that we've been having, I was just having a fellowship time with with a friend of mine. And we were talking about, you know, the things that are happening in Zimbabwe and maybe some plans. And we were saying this was two weeks before the whole thing started to change. You know, it happened in an afternoon. Some of us were on TV like not even realizing. But we were having a chat quickly and then we had this sense, no, but by, by end of the year, next year, Zimbabwe will be a changed place. Very prosperous and in two years time, everything will be sorted out. And then one week later, things begin to happen. So God is really doing something. We are, we are so excited for the nation of Zimbabwe, hey? Eh? Amen. And we've got a church there just for those of you who, who are not aware. Okay, give us our next slide. We are going into the message. This is, this is the second service. There is no third service. So that means this one we can go over time. percent <laughs> huh? Holy Spirit lead us. <laughs> anyway, okay. So Jesus is all. The focus of the word of God once again is a revelation of the son of God, Jesus Christ. Amen. You don't read your Bible so that you can start a cult about short pants. Eh? Or a cult about, you know, uh, waving branches. The focus of the scriptures is to make you wise unto salvation so that you may come to God through Christ Jesus. Amen. So whatever you read, it must draw you in towards Jesus. Amen. John 5 verse 39 to 40. This is Jesus speaking to the Pharisees. He said, you search the scriptures. And these are the people who know the scriptures apparently. You search the scriptures because you think that in them you have eternal life. And it is they that bear witness about me. The scriptures meaning the prophets, the law, the whole Old Testament, everything. Yet you refuse to come to me that you may have life. So the focus of the scriptures is that you may have life. The reason why you come to church is so that you may have life. Not not just so that you can prop up your pride and make sure that you feel that thou art better than thine brother. Amen. You, you are here because you are made wise concerning the scriptures. And that the abundant life that Jesus speaks about. Contrary to the, the thief that comes to steal and kill and destroy. That Jesus comes to bring abundant life. That abundant life is fully manifested in your life. Amen. This life is not just that life. Once I close my eye and enter into the pearly gates. And I awake in heaven. Now I have life. No. This life starts now. Tell the person next to you. Eternal life starts now. Jesus Christ was praying in the, in the night he was betrayed and he said that they may have eternal life. I've given them eternal life and this is eternal life that they might know you. Do you understand? So knowing God is eternal life. But more than that, once we get to know God, there is an impartation of that life into us. Amen? Jesus is all. That's why you can't... It's not about all the other religions, who's right and who's wrong. Who can give life? It's not about who's got the best behavior. Who can pray the most? Who can preach the loudest? Who can prophesy the most accurate? After we've done all of that, who can bring life? And if you're bringing life, it's got to be eternal life, man. It can't just be that temporary life that everyone has. Give us the next slide. Jesus is our life. 1 John 5 verse 10 to 15. Tell the person next to you, Jesus is my life. If you are not born again, just listen. Amen. Because Jesus is potentially your life if you are not born again. Amen. Not everyone are the children of God. To those who have received him, he gave them power to be called sons of God. Amen. Came to his own, they did not receive him. Okay, verse 10. He who believes in the son of God has the witness in himself. He who does not believe God has made him a liar. Because he has not believed the testimony that God has given of his son. And this is the testimony that God has given us eternal life. And this life is in his son. It is not just that apart from Christ, I've got life because it was transacted to me. This life is in in the son Jesus. Mohammed doesn't have that life. All the other prophets that died don't have this life. Only the son of God has this life. Amen. And this is God testifying and saying this is my witness. That my son has the life. Then verse 12. He who has the son has life. He who has the son has life. He who does not have the son of God does not have life. Regardless of your good behavior. Regardless of where you attend. If you don't have the son, you don't have life. And you got to have the right son. I mean, we spoke in the earlier chapters about how Jesus is not an angel. There are some cults that teach that Jesus is Michael the archangel. No, no, no. Can't be that Jesus. If you ask someone of uh, some of your colleagues or someone that you're reaching to, do you know Jesus? They could say, yeah, I know Jesus. I'm from Mexico. I know Jesus. <laughs> huh? You need to know which, which Jesus are you referring to. Huh? The one who has a father. Because the Muslim says that God has no son. It's blasphemy. Amen. But we believe that God has a son. He, that is the Jesus that we are talking about. Amen. You got to have the right Jesus. All right. Give us the next slide. Jesus is our assurance. Before that, Jesus is your life. It is important that you realize that the life that you have in Christ was given to you. It wasn't like, here's some life. It was the life of Christ that was given to you. Meaning, it was a substitution of life. A supplanting of life. That your life is uprooted and the life of Christ is planted in you. Do you understand? This is why you must be born again. It can't just be, I attended a course and I agree with generally with what they said. No, something needs to change in your life, right? You can sit 40 years in a church and not be born again, right? You must be born again. This thing must be inside you. It mustn't just be information. Amen? Jesus is our assurance. That, that same um, scripture continues. 1 John 5 verse 10 to 15. These things have I written to you. Can, can you see? There's one over there. There's one over here. Jesus is our assurance. These things have I written to you. Who believe in the name of the son of God. Who is that? Do any of you here believe in the name of the son of God? Yes? Yes. Okay. Otherwise we must do a massive altar call at the end. Okay. These things are written to you. That you may... No. There's a difference between believe and know. Once you know, you have passed from believing. Amen? That you may have the assurance, that you may know. Do you understand? To believe means to be fully persuaded, right? And that manifests in knowledge, okay? That you might know, that you might know what? That you have eternal life. How many of you have doubted this year that you had eternal life? Because sometimes you go through stuff, right? Stuff. And that kind of stuff brings the voice of the enemy and says, No, are you even saved, my brother? Are you even saved? You've been here a long time. And the enemy's tactic is to bring a doubt to the work of Christ so that you are able to find something more effective than the gospel. Something like your good behavior, you know. Something like your good works, maybe even something like you know benevolent acts, socially responsible acts. To boost and prop you up and say, I'm a good person. These things are written to you so that you might know that you have eternal life. And that you may continue to believe in the name of the Son of God. The kind of life that you have is the life that lasts eternally. If you are born again, you don't receive temporary life, you receive eternal life. Tell the person next to you, I will live forever. Don't look at me like that, it's true. (laughs) I will live forever. The gospel, the gospel is not to make bad men good. Tell the person next to you, the gospel is not to make bad men good. It is to make dead men alive. Amen? That's why you can, you can follow the religious rites of the other places and become a good guy. A dead good guy. <laughs> but the, the message of Christ is that I have come that you might have life. And have it to the full and overflowing life. And which kind of life? Not the human kind of life. The God kind of life. Why? Because it's the life of Christ that we have received. It's not some good life that we've attained through following. It's the life of Christ himself that was given to us. That's why you can clearly and fully and confidently say, I have the life of God in me. You are a new creation different from all the homo sapiens on the planet. You are a homo sapiens something. something. Yeah, I know it's sapiens, sapiens, and then there's something new. Give us the next slide. Are, are, you, are you happy about this? Some of us have been in church so long, you know, those truths just like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> this must be real to you. Jesus is our confidence. 1 John 5, verse 14 to 16. Now, this is the confidence that we have in him. Now, the importance of this kind of confidence is not confidence just with your friends, family, your co-workers, like, you know, I... I have a, a shy personality. I need some confidence. Because sometimes when I'm speaking in the board meeting, I'm not coming out, you know. I'm not coming out. There's not confidence. This is not the kind of confidence that has that been spoken of here. The kind of confidence when you are walking in the mall, that's a confident guy, you know. <laughs> huh? My brother. <laughs> so it, it's not that kind of confidence. That confidence definitely comes. I mean, you look at the, the apostles. That Peter guy that denied Jesus three times when a young girl from youth was asking him, You were with Jesus? No, man! and even started swearing. I was not, I don't know that man until the chicken started to say, It's him! <laughs> so that Peter that wept bitterly and denied his Lord. After lying and saying, I will never, I will never. Even if these guys deny, I will never deny you. He was the first one to deny. Till the chickens were saying, it's him. Right? That same Peter, on the day when the Holy Spirit came up, he stood up in front of, in front of multitudes. And he said to them, you crucified the Lord. Who was made Christ and Lord. That, that same guy who 40 days before, 50 days before... Was hiding from a little girl. Stood up in front of generals and armies and whoever foreigners. And and said that this is the only way of salvation. So the gospel does give confidence to men and women who need confidence. But you don't need confidence before men as much as you need confidence before God. I mean you can be friends with the highest of the highest in this planet. When you stand before Elohim and you are looking, where are those other guys? (laughs) Will you be bold? Will you be confident? 1 John 4, verse 17. It says, in this is our love made perfect so that we might have boldness on the day of judgment. Why? Because as Jesus is so are we in this world? You can write that one down. 1 John 4, verse 17. Paste it on your front door from the outside so that every time people come in, roof. amen. This this is supposed to many of us when we think judgment day, what do you feel? Insecurity, fear, you already see your DVD. You know, many of you have heard about the DVD that will be played, right? By that time, it will be HD. (laughs) Some other things. It won't just be a disc anymore. The technology will be there. And then your whole life will be shown all your sinful practices. And you just want to hide from the earth and the the heavens. And all your friends are like... (gasps) (sighs) (laughs) And you are standing there. Mercy! 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 That's a picture that most believers have. But the word of God says, so that we may have boldness on the day of judgment. As Jesus is, so are we in this world. Why? Because that old guy whose DVD is there died. That guy was condemned on the cross. All his sins were placed on Jesus. And Jesus was rejected and cursed in his place. So that he can come and walk out. And when the DVD starts, justified, forgiven, some of you are like, "Hmm?" (laughs) let's continue. Don't believe me. Here's the scripture. Now, this is the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of. him. Meaning, the more confident we are before God, whatever we ask for, we receive. This doesn't only relate to that day when the DVD comes on. No, this relates to this life as well. Hey Amen, give us the next slide. Jesus makes us at home with God. Right? It says, he came to his own. His own did not receive him. But to everyone who received him, he gave them the right. He gave them authority to become sons and daughters of God. Not born of the will of man. Not the desire of man. But born of the will of God. Born of the incorruptible sperm of the word of God. Amen? Let's go to Hebrews now. We've got much time. (laughs) Hebrews... Chapter 10. Now, it starts here. It says, therefore. And for those of you who read your Bible, please, if you start with a verse that says, therefore, please go back. And see, why is it there? For. (laughs) Amen? So, this, this presumes that you've read the previous chapters. Right? That speaks about the superiority of Jesus Christ and his sacrifice for your sins. Nah? That, as a messenger, he is greater than the angels, greater than the prophets right that as a, as a sacrifice, his blood covers and, and deals with sin once and for all, compared to the blood of animals that just deals with your sin once a year. amen, as a sabbath rest as, 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 as everything that Jesus is is superior to any other way to God. hear me today. There is no new sophisticated gospel, new revelation that will bring you a new experience with God. This is it. Christ and him crucified, the resurrection, that's it. If you get bored with that and you leave, you'll be leaving the ark of Noah on a heavy stormy day. Amen. The Bible speaks about how in the last days, it will be like the days of Noah. Yeah? Men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of pleasure, proudful, boastful, hateful, everything. But during the days of Noah, there wasn't only bad things, there was one good thing, and that was the ark. Who is the ark today? Jesus Christ is our ark. You make sure that you come into the ark and you are safe. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous, they run in and they are preserved. Amen? Amen. And many times, we'll come to that scripture, we are tempted to leave Christ because of hardship or situation, persecution from our friends and family. The ones that say, no, we must worship the ancestors rather than worshiping God. That ancestor that died and went on is going to face God on judgment day. He will not, You will say, my ancestor, I'm here in the same queue as you, help me. Ancestor will say, I'm also here for my own sins. Please. (laughs) Please, amen. We need Jesus, He is the only Savior. He's the only Savior. All right, therefore, believers, since we have Mm-mm, go back, early. No, go, go for it. Yeah, this is the confidence that we have in Him. Nuh-uh-uh-uh. Hebrews, Hebrews, this is how you plant a church. No, okay, therefore, believers, since so, therefore, why for? Because Christ is so perfect, so wonderful, so sufficient before God, therefore, Since we have confidence and full freedom to enter the holy place, and the holy place is by analogy showing, we were speaking about entering holy places and temples and all of that. We enter the holy place by being born again by believing in Christ, okay? So therefore, since we have this confidence and full freedom to enter the holy place by means of the blood of Jesus, by this new and living way, which means there was an old and dead way, which is the way of the old covenant. Okay? New and living way, which he initiated and opened for us through the veil, as in the holy of holies. He opened up the holiest place where God is, through the veil that is through his flesh. Meaning, that in order for you to come to God, God had to tear his son. Because that was the separation between God and man. The way is Christ. We must go through the way, there must be a tearing of the body of Christ. Amen. Through his flesh. Next slide. And since we have a great and wonderful high priest who rules over the house of God, we spoke about the high priest, can get the message. Approach. Let us approach God with a true and sincere heart in unqualified assurance of faith. How bold do you need to be with God? Very bold. Why? Is it a boldness that comes because, okay, I pep talked myself. Okay, I'm going to God. He will listen. He will listen. He will listen. He will surely answer me. No, we are not persuading ourselves concerning our ability to persuade God. He is unpersuadable. He is incorruptible. You cannot bring your bribes before a holy God that sees everything. But because there was a day when his son said it is fully played, his blood fully opened the way. That is why we can now come boldly with full assurance of faith. Unlike those other guys that used to offer in the Old Testament blood of animals and birds and all of that. And when the inspection is being done by the priest, if there's something broken or, uh, or inadequate, then that, you can't come boldly. But because of the blood of Christ, there is a boldness that is required. It is required. If you ever see a brother of yours in the faith that is hesitating, To approach God. You must know there is a rebuke necessary here. There's a correction. No. You have to be bold. Why? If you are not bold with God. What are you saying about the blood of Christ? Because many go and prepare themselves. And get into a place where okay. This week I've fasted. I've abstained. I've done all these things. So now that I've cleaned up my act. They feel much more bold before God. Than when they receive just the blood of Christ to enter by it. Amen. This is good news. All right. And since we have a great high priest, enter in with a true and sincere heart in unqualified assurance of faith, having had our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. An evil conscience is a conscience that doesn't allow you to approach God because of whatever. Why? Because your conscience is purified by the blood of Christ as a testimony in your heart to say that God accepts you now because of Jesus. And if in that moment your conscience is saying, no, 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 wait a minute. Let's just go back two months. When you had that conversation with your friend and it went haywire now. Your conscience needs to confirm the work of Christ. Not your work. Amen? Look at the person next to you and tell them, why are you entering in? Is it because of your nice clothes? Hmm? Nice shoes? Your membership? Political affiliations? Bank balance? No. It's because Christ died once. Why did he die once? Because you don't wash the dishes twice if it is clean the first time. But those sacrifices in the old testament couldn't get those dishes clean. <laughs> you try and wash, wash, wash away your sins, and nothing is getting clean. But this blood of Jesus not only does he clean the blood of does he clean the sins of one, he cleans the sins of the whole world. Do you hear what I'm pronouncing to you? We proclaim that Jesus' blood purifies of all sins. Behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the church. No, the sins of the world. Next, next slide. Let us therefore seize and hold tightly the confession of our hope without wavering. In the context here, the Hebrew believers, they were starting to waver. Why? Because if you identify yourself as a Christian in that time, all your tenders are canceled. All your tenders are canceled. You will not be invited to those uh, social events anymore. You will be persecuted. They will specifically target you. So they were thinking, man, why are we, we become Christians now following Jesus? It's such a controversy. Why? Why should we be experiencing this? If we just go back to Judaism, immediately the tenders will be approved. You know, the invitations will be sent out in person. So they were tempted to leave Christ, leave the ark, and go back to bull's and goat's blood. Amen? Seize and hold tightly the confession of our hope without wavering for he who promised is reliable and trustworthy and faithful. Give us the next slide. And let us consider it thoughtfully, yeah, thoughtfully, how we may encourage one another to love and to do good deeds, not forsaking the meeting together as believers for worship and instruction, as is the habit of some. I'm telling you, if you, there's this new doctrine going around that you, don't, you shouldn't go to church and you shouldn't attend church, you shouldn't gather as believers. I'm telling you, lone rangers get shot. We already heard that from, who's that guy? Clint Eastwood. Anyway. So, lone rangers get shot. If you are a loner, you will be targeted by the wolves. Amen? It is important that you gather like this. That you hear the word coming out. That you go home and you fellowship with believers. Because some of us, we fellowship more than with unbelievers. And then we start identifying ourselves with the wrong group. Amen? And the more as you see the day approaching of Christ's return. Okay, give us the next slide. All right. Now, let me just touch on verse 25. I'm out of time. Verse 26. Verse 26 says, after we encourage one another as we see the approaching, it says, for if we continue to sin willfully, because I have to deal with this because when people go home and read, they don't stop at verse 25. Their eyes keep lingering. What is here? Hmm. For if we go on sinning deliberately after receiving the knowledge of the truth there no longer remains a sacrifice for sins but a fearful expectation of judgment and a fury of fire that will consume the adversaries hey, sh- That sounds like it's talking about me How many of us you've been born again for longer than 5 years Okay How many of you that raise your hands have not sinned willfully since those five years? I need to see that hand (laughs) so that we can make you the Pope of every nation. (laughs) So over here. When you read that scripture and you read sinning willfully, the translation is misleading. But if you consider the context, it's all about leaving Christ, like Pastor Ephraim was preaching. That drifting away. Right? So the sinning willfully is not just like, I, had, I got saved this morning, the afternoon I had an argument with my dog, and now I'm going to hell. There's no more sacrifice for sins forever. No! Why? Because the whole therefore was because of this blood that is so efficacious. So perfect, so powerful, so wonderful, so cleans, so purifies. And then here comes a verse that says, no, it doesn't. Not after you've come to know the truth. No. What it means here is that if you leave Christ, where are you going to go for salvation? There remains no more sacrifice for sins. If you desert Christ and go to Judaism, who will save you? The goat? The bull? Therefore, there is salvation in no other except in Christ Jesus. Do you understand? Remain in Christ. Amen? Don't apostatize. That's the Greek word. Don't Desert Christ and live. Now you cannot do this by just sinning. And let me just say it on the record for the recording. We believe that sin is destructive and bad and evil. But it does not take away your salvation that Christ gave you. It will destroy your life. Amen. Why? Because that very sin is the one that Christ came to die for. And some say, no, 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 no! wait a minute. You cannot say that Jesus Christ came to die for past, present, and future sins. Okay. When did Jesus die? 2,000 years ago. Where were you 2,000 years ago? Didn't exist. So when God was looking in the future, which part of your life did he see? Your whole life. Which sins did he atone for and die for and pay for and was punished for? All of them, all of them, all of them, all of them. If we say the opposite, then we are saying that the blood of Christ is only efficacious for some sins. It's only sufficient to pay for some sins. But is that the truth? No. As much as the religious people don't like to hear that this is the truth. That the blood of Christ, and this you will read in chapter 8 and 9 and 10. That the blood of Christ purified us once and for all. That is why we can be bold with God. That is why we can have an assurance of faith. That is why no matter what you're having, and if you're struggling with sin issues, please Come and see the pastors. Come and into a discipleship group. You'll be helped out of it before you get destroyed. You know, in Corinthians, it speaks about that young man that was having, and I know there might be young people here, but it's in the Bible. Persephone. That young man that was having relations with his mother. Um, ste- mother? Is it mother-in-law? It's his mother-in-law. Is it stepmother? I think it's mother-in-law. Anyway, so there's a young man in the church who is having an incestuous, yeah, incestuous, his mother-in-law, yeah, yeah, his father's wife. He's having an incestuous relationship, and then he comes to church boldly, boasting about it with, with the lady. Just get your back there, right? Boasting about it. And what did the apostle Paul say? Did he lose his salvation? No. He said to him, He said to the church, "Hand that guy over to Satan. Why? For the destruction of his body, so that his soul might be saved." Oh, he was still saved. Do you see? If you go and out and sin now and say, "Hallelujah, Pastor Chris, I was waiting for someone to release me into the life of sin," you are not saved. You need to come and get born again. But if you are born again and you are struggling with sin issues that are causing you to doubt salvation every time, you need to realize how powerful the blood of Christ is. And that is the very good news that will empower you out of that place. Out of that place of shame. The prodigal son said to himself... I am here, even my, my, the servants in my father's house eat better than this. I will go home and enlist as, a, as an employee so that I can get the food. Because I'm not even worthy to be the son anymore. When he came back, what happened? The father embraced him and gave him all the rights of a son. Amen? Amen? This is the good news and this is in the Bible. Amen? Alright. So therefore, this morning... Stand firm and endure. Doesn't matter how hard it gets. Doesn't matter how hard it gets. Stand firm. There's no uh, other ark. Jesus is the only way. Just hang in there. Amen. And the life of, of, of Christianity is not a hang in life. It's a victorious life. But if you are hanging in, hang in there. Amen. And then fellowship and family with God. Meaning engage God with all his benefits. If he's got a nice bed, sleep on it. Amen? What is God's is yours as a child of God. Because of Christ. And then fellowship with believers because it will preserve you. Amen? (sighs) Hallelujah. I think I'm out of time and over time and everything. But I wanted to... I grew up with with this song, you know. And as I started um, hearing the gospel, it just hit me so much. Well, can wash away my sins. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious. Oh, precious is the... That makes me white as snow. That... Makes me wine as no, no other fountain, no nothing, nothing but the blood of Jesus. Yeah, Father, we recognize Lord God your work on the cross, Lord, for our sins, for our lives. And Father, this morning. We stand firm on the rock that cannot be shaken. We declare in our hearts that we are saved forevermore. and in our hearts we have the hope of Christ that is eternal. I pray Lord for every single person in this place Lord God. That's struggling Lord God with an assurance of salvation. Because they have been considering themselves instead of Christ. They have been assessing themselves instead of Christ. And Father, I pray that they will set their eyes on Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of our faith, Lord God. I pray, Lord, for those who are struggling with sin, who are struggling to come out of patterns of sin, Lord. I pray, Lord, that the good news of the gospel will invite them back into the warm arms of the Father, Lord God. That they will realize that it is the Father's love that leads us to repentance. It's the the kindness of God that leads us to repentance and sets us free, Lord. And thank you, Lord. If you are here this morning, you're not born again. I want to give you an opportunity before we leave just to, just to receive that. So if that's you, will not you just wave at me if you're not born again, but you'd like to give your heart to the Lord this morning. For there's salvation in no other name except the name of Jesus. He receives you freely. He's already died for your sins. If you will believe in him, you will receive eternal life.